This is the Mike Selling Line podcast, episode number four. Just the traveling Excel tip salesman. Travel from one city, collect cool tips, and then take them on to the next city. Welcome to the My Excel Online Podcast, the need-to-know Excel insights, knowledge, and tips brought to you by the experts that know them best. Are you ready to explore your full potential and get better at Excel? It's time to stand out from the crowd with your host, John Mikaloudis. G'day, guys, and welcome to the My Excel Online Podcast with your host, John Mikaloudis. In today's episode, we have an Excel MVP since 2007, who is one of the biggest names associated with Excel. He's the author of 40 books about Microsoft Excel, Power Pivot, and Power View. He writes monthly Excel articles for Strategic Finance Magazine and weekly on CFO Learning Pro. He has produced over 1,900 episodes of his daily video podcast called Learn Excel from Mr. Excel and has given live Power Excel seminars throughout the United States, Canada, and Australia. He has a website which is a one-stop for Excel tips and solutions and maintains a popular Excel forum which has over 4 million posts and over 300,000 members. He's nicknamed Mr. Excel because he is the one and only Mr. Excel. Let's welcome from Akron, Ohio, Mr. Bill Jalen. Hi, Bill. Hey, John. It's great to be here. Thanks for being on the show. And uh, it's it's a real privilege to to have you on there. You've been an idol of mine for many years, many years. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. All right, buddy. Now, I've told our listeners a little bit about your background. Why don't you tell us more about yourself personally and your journey to becoming an Excel expert? Yes. So that all started. I worked, uh, I had a great day job straight out of college, uh, working in a finance and accounting department. I had an IT background. So I was originally uh, started with this company doing some COBOL programming and the finance department wanted faster reports. So they hired, they bought this great fourth generation reporting package. And then I saw a job posting that uh, they wanted someone to uh, run those reports. So I moved up to the finance department and on day one, and this was back in what, uh, 1989, 1989, on day one, I discovered that this $100,000 reporting package would not produce the reports they wanted. Uh, but luckily, there was a button there that was uh, you know, one of the most popular buttons in all reporting tools. It was export to spreadsheet. You know, I had just gotten a nice raise to move up to finance, and all of a sudden now, he wants his reports faster, and I'm dumping the data from the mainframe into uh, Lotus One Two Three at the time, and so I became very good and very fast at finding ways to take uh, lots of mainframe data and produce uh, reports very quickly. That was it. I kind of you know became the uh, the most knowledgeable guy in spreadsheets in the company, and that was great job security because I could produce reports faster than my old friends back in the IT department. You know, and although there were a lot of layoffs there uh, as the company went through some downtimes, they they never got rid of me because. I was the one guy who could get the information out, right? That's an important role in the company, knowing where to get the information and how to transform it. So that that really became how I became good with uh, Lotus first and then later Microsoft Excel. All right. And then after that, you started your website called MrExcel.com. Now on there, you have Excel resources, you have a forum which has over 300,000 members and millions of posts and threads. You have YouTube podcasts. You also have Excel products, Excel books, eBooks, CDs, and you also have Power Excel training sessions. 
Tell us a little bit about the evolution of MrExcel.com. So it all started in, I think it was 1988. I never, yeah, yeah, 1988. Sure. A, lo- a long time no, ago. No, no. no, no, no. <laughs> you can say 87, 89. doesn't matter. It's 19, a long time 19, ago. 1998, 1998, yeah. 98. And uh, the company that I was working for, uh, there was a hostile takeover bit. Our competitor was going to come in, swoop in and, and buy us. And I was sure they were going to fire everybody. So I actually launched the website. It was Thanksgiving weekend in the United States on that Friday. And I said, hey, I'm trying to write an Excel book. Send me your Excel questions. I'll answer you know, a question here on the, the website. And the best questions went up in the book. Uh, that was the stated purpose, right? Uh, but secretly, behind, be in, in the back of my mind, what I was saying is, look, if I can get 50 people to send me Excel questions, then if I get fired in a couple of months after this takeover bid goes through, I will have 50 places to send my resume. This was all, this was all created as a job hunting scheme. Very smart. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and so the site went live on, on the weekend. Uh, we got picked up in the Excite, Excite.com engine in the top 10 there. And then uh, that next Wednesday, the first two questions arrived. Like it actually worked. Now, a funny thing happened during the takeover process. Our competitors discovered accounting irregularities. They had backed out of the deal. So now I got people sending me Excel questions. You know, I'm not out of a job, right? So it was, I would get up every morning for an hour before work, answer questions from five to six, and then uh, go into work for the day. Uh, so that's kind of how it all started. And what were the first couple of questions? Do you remember that? Oh, geez, I do remember. It was horrible <laughs> because the first day, you know, I, John, I knew everything about my job in Excel. I knew how to take data. I knew how to do data consolidate. I knew how to do VLOOKUPs. Yeah. I knew how to do pivot tables. I knew how to do everything I needed to do. Uh, but there's so many different people using Excel in so many different ways. The first two questions came in. Uh, first one was a, an engineer asking about the equal Bessel J function, something I had never used before. Mm-hmm. Second one, scientists doing fast Fourier transforms. Um, so I was O for two on the first day. And I was like, what a horrible, horrible way to start. This is terrible. What a mistake. You know, here I've called myself Mr. Excel because in yeah. my little world, the place where I worked, I was Mr. Excel. I was the smartest guy about Excel in, in the amongst my 400 coworkers. But uh, yeah, it was uh, not not a good way to start at all. But, you know, it was beautiful. I wasn't live in front of an audience. So I'd get up every morning. I'd see the question. If I didn't know what it was, I'd go figure it out. And then send the, the answer back. So answering other people's questions really made me a lot better with Excel. And I think that, you know, people who participate in forums, same kind of thing there. You know, you, you may not know the answer uh, to the question, but in the process of figuring out the answer, you, you learn a lot along the way. That's right. You can never stop learning Excel. And, you know, no one is uh, a master in Excel or has all the answers straight away. And sometimes it takes a little bit of hunting and, and looking into blogs and reading into books to get to that answer. And there's always different resources. And one of those resources is your Excel forum. You have over 300,000 members, 4 million posts. Now, that's a lot of stuff. A lot of our Excel MVPs and experts started learning Excel using your forum. It's an amazing, amazing resource. It all started. So remember, I was getting up every morning and answering questions from five to six. When I started getting more questions I could answer in an hour, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Start getting up at four. So I put the first message board up on the site saying, you know, hey, you can send your question to me or you can post it here. And then just do me a favor, after you post your question, read the couple of questions before yours and see if you can help someone out, right? Like the, we have a thing here, 
the United States called the take a penny, leave a penny jar. If you have an extra penny at the cash register, you just throw it in the jar. The next guy needs a penny, he takes it. I mean, that was the whole concept. And, you know, it was kind of crazy. I, I didn't really pay attention at first. I noticed there were like two or three people that were popping in every day just to answer a question or two here or there. Uh, one day I got backed into a corner at work. I couldn't figure something out. Uh, so I went out to my own message board, you know, and posted a question anonymously, <laughs> you know, and uh, I went to lunch and then I, I came back and a couple hours later, uh, this guy from the other side of the world, Ivan Moala from New Zealand had given me the answer. I'm like, this is amazing, right? Here's a guy halfway around the world uh, who just gave me this great Excel tip, you know, and uh, so we kept every question live. We've never never deleted a question, you know, and like I know Microsoft has their own forums and a new version of Office comes out and the forums get all screwed up and they lose all the old questions. Those are like gold, right? I mean, that yeah. there's so much knowledge uh, out there uh, and the people that hang out or have hung out over the years, you know, some of the, the smartest formula writers I've ever seen. You know, you go out to my site and you, you find something from Aladdin or Barry Houdini or John Moe one, uh, you know, and you look at that formula I, I'm not great at array formulas. I look at that formula and my head just spins. It's like, how would anyone ever figure this out? Uh, and, you know, on the formulas tab, they have that great little evaluate formula icon. If I get a formula for my own board, I always have to run it through evaluate formula just to watch and see how the thing, you know, does its magic. You know, I love it. it it's great. It's, it's the greatest community ever. People send me questions personally. I'm like, well, shoot, I, I don't know. But, you know, you should go check the form because those guys are a lot smarter than I am. What's the weirdest question that you've seen posted? You get people who are completely new to Excel. They're completely lost. You'll get a question where they're basically trying to enter the same formula 6,000 times, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just, you just shudder to think that they have started down this process. You know, maybe they're 1,000 in, right? And now they're coming to us and say, well, is there an easy way? And, you know, you, you add a couple of dollar signs to the reference and all of a sudden it is the same formula all the way down. You double click the fill handle and, you know, you're done, right? And you just, you, you feel bad for A, the guy must have wasted a week entering the thousand formulas. Oh, um, no. B, for every guy who posts, there's another hundred people who never even thought to come online and they just sit there blindly doing the same thing over and over and over again when there's a much faster way. So you actually wrote the formula in one cell, went down a cell and wrote it again from the start all the way down. All the way down. Oh, right? no. Didn't even use, you know, so there's that great little control ditto trick that would bring the formula down and you could press enter or change whatever you needed to change or whatever. No, I mean, he was literally entering the formula over and over and over. Yeah, right. and it happens. If, if it happens to one person, I say that it happens to thousands of people around the world. I was in a, I mean, I hate to tell these stories. I'm not, I'm certainly not making fun of people. I, no. I just, I feel bad. I, I was in a live seminar once and, you know, John, there's, there's tips in the seminar that I know will elicit a gasp from the room, right? People go, oh, right. I was just meandering along, explaining something else. And I hit alt equals to put a, a auto sum in and this lady up, this lady gasps. She's like, oh. I'm like, what? Are you okay? How'd you get that total in? I said, how do you get the total in? She said, well, I grabbed my calculator. Right. And she keys everything in and then types the total in. And I'm like, oh, uh, no. Right? You know? <laughs> um, Amazing. Yeah, it makes Amazing. you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, unbelievable. Wow. All right, all right. Well, that's what we're here for, to teach. 
the masses yes. about Excel. Right. And you have a daily podcast show, which you post on YouTube. It's called Learn Excel from Mr. Excel. And it's a two minute video on an Excel tip. You have over 1,900 episodes now. And I read that you started that back on iTunes. You had some video podcasts there and then you went on to YouTube. Is that what happened? Yeah, that, that was it. This was back in, you know, 10 years ago, right? So I was doing a show on tech TV called Call for Help with Leo Laporte. That was beautiful. I would fly up to Toronto every month, tape two episodes a month. So I got to talk about Excel. And those people on that show were all technically just on the leading edge, right? So there was a co-host named Amber MacArthur, who would always, like, I remember the day that Amber said, hey, there's this, this new site out, you should go reserve your, uh, Mr. Excel. And, and that was Twitter, right? So Amber was like, one of the first users on Twitter and they were talking about podcasting, right? And so, you know, what's a podcast? I said, a little radio show that you put out on iTunes. And so they kind of taught me the ropes of how to do podcasts. And while Leo was doing audio podcasts, Leo Laporte was doing audio podcasts, Amber had a video podcast and it was so early the iPod couldn't even play video. So by the time that the first iPod came out that supported video, I, you know, already had a video podcast out on iTunes I remember I was one of the top 10 video podcasts on iTunes, which is you know crazy to do that now. You'd have to be you know CBS News or something like that. But back then, there was just no one else. There were probably only 11 podcasters, right? So it was yeah. easy to begin in the top 10. And so that, that was good. You know, We would get 10,000 views of each episode. Wow. And it was a great way to, A, impart some Excel knowledge, B, make people aware of the book. You know, Because at the beginning and the end, you'd show the, show the book try to do uh, a podcast every weekday, so five days a week. There have been times when I'm in the course of writing new books that I just can't keep up with that. So with Excel 2016 coming out, I've been kind of behind this summer, but I'm going to start up again uh, going through the new uh, Mr. Excel Excel book with all of those tips. So we'll, we'll get that started up here pretty soon. Right on. All right. And now you also have on your website, MrExcel.com, you have all your Excel books. You have eBooks and CD tutorials. You've written 40 books. We'll talk a little bit about that later on. So you have pretty much a one-stop shop for Excel tips and solutions. Even that saying that you're one-stop for Excel tips and solutions. I mean, that was, that was 1998 when I wrote that. <laughs> um, and back in 1998, you know, I didn't know anyone else, right? Yeah. I was I was the only person posting tips on Excel. And so right now, I, I don't agree with that statement anymore because there's a lot of great websites and a lot of great content. You know, one thing I do every day is the Excel Daily News. So paper.exceldailynews.com, which showcases the great articles coming from all across the blogosphere about Excel. I'm hopefully, I'm trying to be much more inclusive today, you know, promoting everyone's work because I, I certainly don't have the corner on Excel knowledge. There's, there's so many great articles coming out from everyone every day. So, you know, I'm trying to promote everyone. We're trying to improve white collar productivity. You don't want someone to sit down and spend six hours doing something to be done in, in six minutes. Uh, it's just a, it's a horrible way to, well, be very inefficient at work, uh, you know, and they can be doing something better. Hopefully. All right. Now let's go on to our next topic, which is your subject of expertise. Well, you're called Mr. Excel, so it has to be Excel, doesn't it? Yeah, I would say just straight Excel across the board. You know, for a long time, I had, you know, my books on VBA were doing very well. And so I would kind of say I was a VBA guy, especially when I wrote a lot of VBA. We're doing VBA for consultants. But, you know, when Power Pivot came along, I was very interested in Power Pivot. I could see that that was going to change everything. Uh, so I wrote a book on Power Pivot. Uh, I have a book on charting. 
the book that I co-authored with uh, Mike Alexander on pivot table data crunching. I'm a big fan of pivot tables. I'm a big fan of VBA. I, I just, I love everything in Excel, right? All aspects of Excel. Now, how would you define Excel to a non-Excel user in a few words? Excel is a series of rows and columns. At the intersection of every row and column is a box or a cell. That cell can hold one of three things. It can hold some text. It can hold a number. Or the most beautiful thing is it can hold a formula that does calculations on other cells. You change one cell anywhere in the spreadsheet and all of the cells recalculate. It's like having the world's greatest, amazing piece of green ledger paper that magically recalculates after you change any number. No more erasing, no more uh, mechanical pencils. Uh, it just revolutionized uh, the accounting world. And that's only 1% of its functionality, what you just explained. <laughs> sure, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. A lot of people use Excel as notebooks, don't they? Just to jot down you know, a couple of words and yeah, they don't use it to its full potential, do they? It's a neat way, they think, to make lists. There's a great statistic that I heard from the Excel team. You know, starting in Excel 2003, there's this thing called the Customer Experience Improvement Program. And you didn't even notice that it was on the third day that you used Excel. Uh, they popped up a little box and said, hey, would you like to make Excel better? You know, and most people didn't even read the box. They just click yes or okay or whatever. And so they, they know kind of what commands you're using and in what order you're using those commands. They have amazing statistics. So out of the 750 million people using Excel, the first 20%, first 20%, open Excel and have never done anything more than, than click print. They open a file from email and click print. That's 150 million people wow. that have never done anything beyond print. And then the next 20% do some formatting, some column widths, change the colors, have never entered a formula, have never even hit the auto sum button. So that's 300 million people who quote, use Excel uh, that have never even put in one formula. So, you know, hey, if you're listening to this and you've hit the auto sum button, Congratulations, you're automatically at the 41st percentile. You know, you're ahead of 300 million other Excel users uh, just by entering your first formula. You know? <laughs> and what do you think that is? Why don't people take that leap of faith or the next step into learning Excel? I don't know if they think it's intimidating. You know, I, I'm not sure. You know, are they afraid that they're, they're going to break something? It just presents itself as this big series of boxes, right? And with really no, no instruction on what to do. You know, I guess if you're, if you're not willing to just dive in and, and figure out what's going on, then you're just stuck there with a bunch of boxes where you can enter some data and, you know, line things up. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's incredible. All right, buddy. Now, this year commemorates 30 years since Excel started back in 1985. 1985. Yeah? On the Mac, yeah. Excel 1.0 for the Mac. Exactly. Now, have you seen the evolution of Excel since it debuted 30 years ago? Well, first, Microsoft had a product called Multiplan. I remember using Multiplan on, get this, a TI-99-4A little toy computer, but it ran Multiplan. But the father of this whole thing, well, the granddaddy, the granddaddy in the 80s was Lotus 1-2-3. Yeah. Uh, first, there was a VisiCalc in 1979. By 1983, one of the VisiCalc sales reps had left VisiCalc and created Lotus 1-2-3 for the IBM PC. Uh, they enjoyed 89% market share in the late 80s. So Microsoft comes out with Excel. Uh, it's a GUI interface, right? It's all graphics-based. It's incredibly slow. And Lotus just owned that market. They had 89% market share. But Microsoft had a long view. They knew that eventually computing power would catch up. 
And that started to happen in the early 90s. And so I always talk about 1993 through 1997, those were the golden years because Microsoft and Lotus were battling for market share. And every version of either product that came out uh, would just introduce amazing new things. And then the next release from the competitor would steal all of that stuff, right? And replicate it and then introduce even more amazing things. You know, that period that gave us pivot tables, that gave us automatic subtotals, that gave us VBA was introduced uh, to Excel uh, during that period. Just an amazing evolution of things. And I remember that my company, we switched somewhere around 1994 from Lotus 123 to, to Excel. So, you know, most of the world, if you ask, if you find people that used to use Lotus, you say, hey, do you remember when you switched? It was, it was the mid nineties. And by 1997, it was pretty much over. Microsoft had won. Uh, they have no competitor now. And I think, you know, from Excel 97 for the next several versions, it was really just kind of stagnant. There were not that many new things that came along, nothing really evolutionary. But now, you know, we have, we have competition from Google Spreadsheets, Google Docs, uh, Tableau is certainly a, a competitor. And that's forcing the Excel team to really step it up and come out with amazing new things. You know, we have recently Power Pivot in Excel 2010, uh, lets you take data from 100 million rows and merge two sheets in one pivot table. Then Power View, which was an attempt to compete with Tableau, didn't work very well. Um, but Power Map is amazing. Power Query, this great little thing they give away for free, is just jaw-dropping in what it can do. And now Power BI Desktop that just came out in July takes the Power Query concept and actually makes it work online, and you can then consume it on the iPad. There's just there's so much amazing things that have come out in the last couple of versions. You know, so I'm sure that Microsoft would rather be content and not have any co competition. Uh, but hey, I, I love that competition because that competition gives us, the people that use Excel, it gives us just amazing new tools that we can use to become even more efficient. And I just installed Power BI Desktop today. I was just it's great. Yeah. You, did you have a chance to? Uh, to up, a little bit. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. I was just playing around with it. And I think tomorrow I'm gonna, I want to get into more data. But it's amazing, isn't it? You just download it on your desktop. Yeah, right. And I had an Excel file that already had a data model in it. You know, it had four tables that were joined in Power Pivot. And I sent that that thing up there. And all of a sudden you can start to build the same visualizations you could have done in Power View, right? So, you know, you say, okay, well, this is really nothing new. It's just Power View on the web. But then there's the second tab that's, that's like an ask me anything, right? And you just start typing questions in and they start just generating charts to try and answer your question. And even as you're typing questions, right? So if it's an eight word question, like after the fourth word, they have a chart. At word five, the chart changes. At word six, the chart changes again, right? You know, and when you finally get to the, you know, tell me the top revenue product, right? At top revenue, they produce a chart. Top revenue product, they now have products in there. Um, in the East region, then all of a sudden, you know, you get yet another chart. It's just, it's just mind-boggling how cool uh, that English language interface is. Did they bring that out just to quash the Tableau it has competition? To be Tableau, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, Tableau is, is right across town. So Microsoft is in Redmond. Tableau is over in Seattle. I always look at Tableau has one product, right? So, I mean, they're, they're promoting the heck out of Tableau. Microsoft has hundreds of products. Do you ever see them promote Excel? I mean, they, there's never an ad that no. is focused on Excel. There was that stupid Surface ad with the Excel error. 
you know, there's never been an ad for Excel recently. It's just another product to them. So, you know, I think it's tough. The Excel people see their former coworkers that left town or left, gone across town to work on Tableau. You know, it's, it has to be personal to be on the Excel team and, and be fighting Tableau. So, yeah. What's the weirdest or coolest thing that you've seen done in Excel? A few years ago, uh, back when the spreadsheet turned 25, so that would have been in uh, 2004, I produced a book called The Spreadsheet at 25, and I was looking for very unusual uses of Excel, right? And so these these are certainly not common. There's a guy who wrote a flight simulator in Excel in order to train pilots, right? So he reproduced the 737 cockpit in Excel and his flight school was was Excel based, right? Which is just <laughs> uh, mind boggling, right? Uh, so that's high tech. On the other end, uh, there was a lady in Kentucky or in the mountains of Kentucky who was a quilter, she made quilts, and she learned that she could use Excel to design quilts. You know, it's a bunch of little squares, right? And she actually hired me to write a simple little macro. She would key in numbers, and then I would convert the numbers to various, let's call it quilt pattern sub-elements. So, you know, you'd have this spreadsheet that was all just black and white numbers. You'd hit the macro key, and bam, a quilt would pop out, right? So you look at that, everything from flying a 737 down to someone making handmade quilts and they're they're both using the exact same product for their development right how how amazing is that remarkable isn't it the two it different is. extremes yeah right okay now you give away an excel master pin in your live power excel seminars <laughs> for people that show you up or have better ways to do something in excel what are the best tricks that you've learned from these master pin winners Oh my gosh, John, it's amazing how many tricks I've learned from people in my audience. And the very first time that it happened, I was here in Akron doing a little seminar for the Chamber of Commerce, and I was showing them really, really cool stuff, right? And someone interrupted me with this crazy little question, right? How to join first name and last name together into a single cell using the proper function. And at first, I was kind of annoyed by this because I had a plan of what I wanted to talk about. But what was fascinating is people were more interested in the answer to this question, a really basic question, than the cool stuff I was doing. So, you know, that was one of my early lessons that uh, listen to the audience, right? I always start out, I say, you know, I, I look at people, I say, look, there's, there's something that's going to happen today. And it happens every single time I do the seminar, right? Someone in this room is going to see me do something today in Excel and say, wait a second, there's a better way. I said, I know it's going to happen. It happens every single time. And I can even make a prediction, no matter how the room is shaped, I can say, I say that the first person who's going to show me up today is going to be sitting in row two, right? And I look at each individual person in row two, like, is it, who's it going to be? And I don't know why. I don't know why they always go to row two, right? But they're always in row two. The person who's the Excel rock star, who's, you know, I guess it would be obnoxious if they were in row one showing me up, is they always go to row two every single time. All right. And so, you know, I, I make that prediction. And within the first hour, someone in row two is giving me some trick that I've never seen. You know, I say, well, there you go. It's row two, right? Uh, and if it happens to be in row six, then the joke is, oh, did you get here late and row two was full? You wanted to sit in row two, didn't you? Um, but 90% of the time, it's row two. So some of the tricks. Columbus, Indiana, tiny little town. I was showing how to convert formulas to values. Control C, Alt ESV, or you know whatever. This guy named Dave, he was actually in row one. Dave in row one raises his hand and says, you know, there's a better way to do that. And he proceeds to show me 
uh, where you go to the right edge of the selection. You don't copy, you just select the data, go to the right edge, hold down the right mouse button, drag right, drag left, let go, and bam, this menu pops up that I've never seen in my life with copy here as values only, All right? How does Dave in Columbus, Indiana accidentally discover right click, drag right, drag left, let go, generates a new menu, right? Uh, that was a beautiful trick. And I learned that from you because you said that you flew back from that session and you couldn't wait to go home and, and blog about it or write about it. Yeah, right. I, that was on the next day's podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> look at this. Look at this amazing trick, <laughs> right? And I use that trick. I, I'm a keyboard shortcut person, but I would use that trick a lot until Excel 2010 came along and I discovered that there's a faster way to convert formulas to values using Control C, of course, to copy. And then I don't know what it's called. It's on the right side of my keyboard between Alt and Control. It's a little key with a mouse pointer pointing to a right-click menu. If you press Control-C and release, and then press that key and release and press V, uh, that converts formulas to value. So that's even faster. On most keyboards, don't have that mouse pointer. Do that. Okay. Yeah. I've used it once, and now I've got this European keyboard. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah but it is a cool tip, yeah. You have something else there. Another uh, tip. This is a favorite. This is from Springfield, Missouri. He's my friend now, this guy named Derek. He, he's a real smart aleck. And he's been in several of my seminars. And he's, he's usually there just to cause trouble, right? And uh, he actually had, he leaned over to the person next to him. I was talking about automatic subtotals. You, know, you put in the subtotals, you collapse it down to the number two view. And of course, if you've sorted by customer, the customers are in alphabetic sequence, right? And he leans over and he, he gets his, uh, his coworker to ask me, well, wait a second. It's an alphabetic sequence. I want to see the largest customers at the top. All right. And, you know, I know my data set really well. I know it's Walmart, General Motors, Exxon, Ford. Those are the, the four largest customers. But they have 65 records each. If I would sort that data and somehow Walmart would come to A2, well, that's a formula that's pointing at 60 rows above it. it it's just going to be a disaster. All right. And I'm like, oh, no, you, yeah, you can't do that. And Derek, Derek raises his hand and says, oh, no, you can do that. Right. <laughs> and, and when it's in the collapsed view, uh, I'll be darned, you could sort and it sorts entire chunks or groups of records, right? Who would have even been crazy enough to try that? Like, why would Microsoft have taken the time to make that work? Um, but here, Derek in Springfield, Missouri, uh, figured that one out. You know, so I got that trick from Derek. The control ditto that I mentioned before, uh, that was a General Electric in Cleveland. They would enter a sum formula and then go to the cell right below it and press control quotation mark, right? And that brings the exact formula down and leaves it in edit mode so that way they could change to an average. Right? It was something they all did every day. It was the trick that everyone there used constantly. And I had never heard of that trick until I, I walked into that place. You know, So just every time I do a seminar, I'm picking up new tricks. And then, like you say, I come back, I put them on the Mr. Excel podcast. And actually, when it's time to update my book, the 567 tricks, the way what I do is I actually go back to my podcast. I look at the, all the podcast episodes in the last two years and say, okay, out of these, which are worthy of, you know, being added to the book. You know, John, I mean, it's a racket. I'm traveling around from city to city. They're having me in to do a seminar. And in every city, I pick up a new tip. And then I basically add these tips to a database called YouTube. And then when it's time to update the book, I've gotten all these great tricks. Just the traveling Excel tip salesman. Uh, yeah. I travel from, from one city, collect cool tips, and then take them on to the next city. <laughs> okay, let's take a short break. And we're back to talk about Bill's new Excel book. Can you analyze this spreadsheet using Excel pivot tables? Sure, if you can show me how to. Introducing the Extreme Pivot Table Online Course. 
which teaches you how to analyze business data and highlight key metrics so that you can make insightful business decisions, create interactive analytical dashboards that will reach top management, and set you apart from your peers, which will make you more important and increase your chances of a promotion or pay rise. Developed over 15 years through extensive professional use and including real business case studies, it is the ultimate pivot table course. With over 200 short downloadable video tutorials accessible online anywhere 24-7, 12 month personal support if you ever get stuck, and a 30 day money back guarantee. Visit myexcelonline.com today and give your professional development the boost it deserves. Now, you're coming out with a new book. It's called Mr. Excel, XL. 40. XL. Yeah, XL is an extra large. It's not Excel extra large. It's actually the Roman XL, which means 40. 40 greatest Excel tips of all time. Now, what did you decide to create this book? And tell us a little bit about the title. Sure. I've known this title for the last two or three years. I knew that there would be a book called Mr. Excel, XL, and it would be my 40th book. I, I have this great trick. Sometimes I do a half-day seminar. Sometimes I do a full-day seminar. In the full-day seminar, people come back from lunch. They start to get a little bit tired, and I need to wake them up, right? So sometimes I, you know, I'm talking about Excel functions. And I have this joke. I put together a quick little financial statement that's not a good financial statement. The company barely made any money. I said, this isn't happy financial news. And I said, there's a great function for when you have an income statement you know, with bad news. Right? Yeah. And I just go over to column C and I, I type equal Roman and I convert the financial statement to Roman numerals right? and then hide column B. And people just laugh. right? It's, it's a great joke. It wakes people up. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a Roman function in Excel. How ridiculous is that? Who, who would ever use the Roman function? Uh, the Romans? I don't know. Do they still use Roman numerals? I don't know. I don't think so. So anyway, you have your list of books and you have all, they're numbered one, two, three, four, five. I've known that 40 is coming and in Roman numerals, XL is 40 and it sounds like Excel, right? So to me, that's just a joke. There's a joke um, that developed into a book. Talking to Scott Pearson, who worked for me, I said, Scott, the 40th book has to be Mr. Excel, XL. He's like, what's going to be in it? I have no idea what's going to be in it. All I have is a title, but that I have to take advantage of my 40th book being something, uh, you know, something, right? There has to, I, I have a title. I need to make it into a book. And so uh, having the title, it finally came time to write the book. And I decided, well, what I'll do is I'll just write about the 40 greatest Excel tips of all time. Uh, so it's kind of the first section is really my seminar you know, just going through uh, 40 tips. And of course, I am sneaky because within many of the tips, there are bonus tips. So you really probably get about 60 tips in those 40 tips. Yeah. And I decided that this is is a milestone for me because Excel, you know, is 40. Like my 50th book, that would be Mr. Excel L, right? You know, yeah. for 50, right? There'll never be another book as special as this book. This is the book that happened to be the amazing book. And I've published a lot of books, both written by me and by others. All those books are in black and white. I've done a couple of color books. Color books are horribly expensive to do. You have to print a lot of them. So last December, I launched a crowdfunding campaign on, originally I tried on Kickstarter, couldn't get it to work there, went with Indiegogo. And I basically just said, hey, you know, if you pre-order the book, if you give me $24, I'll send you an autographed copy when it comes out. 
and we're trying to get enough money to pay for color printing. And wow, the thing just took off. It actually took off too much. I, I had too many pre-orders, too much money coming in. And so now I feel obligated because if you just do 40 tips, that's going to be, that's going to be, you know, 120 pages, right? And you can't, I, I felt like I'd be ripping people off by sending them 120 pages. So now you need to do something else, uh, right? And yeah. I sort of cringed when I realized that the something else was getting silly, right? We decided to add Excel cocktails. Uh, Sylvia Juhas, uh, who's a great Excel consultant out in Santa Monica, California, had pitched me a book of Excel cocktails, right? So we included Sylvia's cocktail section in there. Jordan Goldmeyer, another Excel MVP, has been pitching me to write a uh, book of Excel jokes. Um, so we have 40 jokes from Jordan. And then this one is backwards. Uh, Deborah Dogley, she runs contextures.com. Deborah has great Excel tips all the time, but I love every Friday, Deborah posts something called Excel Theater with just these, the greatest collection of tweets about Excel that Deborah's collected. And I've talked to Deborah. I said, Deborah, that's a book. You have this, this amazing database. This has to be a book. And so I went to Deborah. I said, all right, well, we're not going to do the whole book, but just give me your 40 favorite tweets of all time and we'll do Excel Theater. So, so inside the Mr. Excel Excel book are, yep, my 40 favorite tips, 12 Excel cocktails from Sylvia, 40 Excel jokes from Jordan, 40 greatest Excel tweets from Deborah. There were some pages at the end, so I kind of wrote some Excel adventures uh, about my days on tech TV and trying to get more people to write books for me and, and various things. I was out at Pass Back in San Jose, California. I ran into Sylvia and I, you know, she said, well, how's the book coming? I'm, I'm really behind. So Sylvia signed on and she wrote a section with 30 more tips. And a lot of those tips were from the, the crowdfunding. So the people who had purchased the book up front, you know, I asked them, I said, well, what's your favorite Excel tip? Uh, and so we took a lot of those tips and those made it into the section of 30. And then there's even a, a two pages of tips. You know, we were coming down to the end, you know, like here's the tips that didn't make it into the book. What are brilliant tips that you can just understand from the, you know, from 140 character tweet? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it'll be the basis for the next book, I guess. I don't know. It has to be. Uh, Man, I've been reading this book over the last week and it's remarkable. It's an incredible book. And look, if you get sick of tips and Excel, you can go to the cocktails and make yourself a drink and just relax. Uh, that's the best thing about it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. Um, now I have to, let's be honest here, right? Yeah. These, these Excel cocktails were created in Cleveland. Sylvia was originally from Cleveland. There's a mixologist, a bartender up there named Eric Ho. Eric has just created cocktails that look stunning. Like there's a stacked column shot that looks like a stacked column chart. But we always laugh. It's like, well, that one looks good. Let's try that. And we look through the ingredients, right? And there's always some weird ingredient that no one has ever heard of. You know, uh, like there's there's a cocktail named the Jitterbug Jellin, which has a half ounce of something called Falernum, right? Falernum. What the heck is Falernum? Yeah, I go to my yeah. local liquor store, right? They don't have, what? What are you talking about? I had to go to some liquor superstore down in Melbourne, Florida, you know, 20,000 square feet of, of, and they had one bottle of Falernum there. I'm like, Eric, why didn't you make these just a little bit more accessible uh, <laughs> to the average Joe? Um, and so Mike Alexander runs Data Pig and his blog is Bacon Bits. Um, so there is a recipe there where you actually do bacon-infused vodka, which my wife, Mary Helen, uh, made some bacon-infused vodka. I mean, it took, it took days. What? <laughs> it's great. This, it's not one of these things where you can just, ah, oh, yeah, tough day at work today. Let's go make one of these cocktails. They all take 
a little bit of preparation. Yeah, and I was reading into one because I like gin. I'm a big gin tiny drinker. And there was one ingredient that I go, what is this? What is this? And um, yeah, I've got to look it up and find it. I don't think they're going to sell it here in Spain. So um, let me go through the list of cocktails. We have yes. the Excel Libre, Sparkline Swizzle, Corrupt Formula, Broken Link, Stacked Column Shot, Dax on the Beach, Power Pivotini, I love that name. Yes. Control Plus B, RC Columns, Dirty Gervin, and Jitterbug Jelen. All right, now I have the Jitterbug Jelen here. It says, fun fact about Mr. Excel, when he's not shaking his Excel moneymaker, he's shining up his boogie shoes, then heading towards the world-famous Tropical Haven Dance Hall in Melbourne, Florida. Sunday nights, it's Don and Joey bringing the live music, while Bill and his 93 years young dad, Robert Jelen, captivate the crowd with the best ballroom shimmy shakes. Between cha-chas, Bill is often seen moonwalking, towards his laptop to refresh his Excel-based dance card decision model. Salute. <laughs> That's pretty pretty funny stuff. And it's true, yeah? Yeah, there's a, there's a basis in reality there. I, Sylvia was working on this over the winter, and so we were down in Florida for the winter. You know, something came up. Like, she might have emailed me on Sunday night, and she's like, well, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm at this, this dance tonight. She's like, what? Right, so I filled in the details. And, and what's going on there is, uh, she mentioned my father. My father, Bob Jellen, uh, has been dancing his whole life down in Florida. Wow, there's so many retired people down there. There's dances every night. Um, <laughs> and I'm the driver, right? I'm, yeah. I'm his driver because he, he doesn't drive at night. So wherever he goes, you know, I'm, I'm the driver. <laughs> That's what it is. So Mary Ellen and I have been taking some dance lessons, you know, so we can kind of understand just we're horrible, right? But at least we can kind of fake it out there on the dance floor. And uh, so, yeah, Don and Joy uh, at the Tropical Haven Dance Hall on Sunday nights uh, down there in Melbourne, Florida. All so, right. You should do a live stream one day via that YouTube. Would be, uh, that would be hilarious from the- yeah. Uh, yeah. And, the, and the, I'm sure it will. And the Jitterbug Jalen, did you choose the ingredients? I, no, I did not. Okay. I did not. But when she sent it, when she sent it the uh, recipe up, you know, with a great little picture, we went out and found those ingredients and uh, made up a batch, right? And uh, yeah, so we've, we've tasted it uh, and we approve, right? Right. <laughs> um, For your launch, you should have a, a party with all these cocktails. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? I'll be there um, in a second. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Good stuff, all right. Now, let's go to the first section of the book is Bill's top 40 tips. So they're your top tips that you've gathered through your Power Excel seminars, right? Yeah, that's right. Now, I went through it and the first one, I knew what it was. And number two, auto filter by selection. I had no idea you could do that. So that crazy. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that that is a beautiful, beautiful tip where Microsoft has put filter by selection in Excel. That's, that's an old feature by access, uh, filter by selection, uh, was in Excel. It's never been officially released as a feature, but it's just secretly in there. If you go to customize your quick access toolbar and look for the command called auto filter, it secretly does filter by selection. And that that came from the Mr. Excel podcast, right? I, I showed someone how to, actually someone wrote in and said, you know, filter by selection is great in access. 
why don't they have that in Excel? So I wrote a 28-line macro to do filter by selection. And I put that out on the podcast. And at the end of the day, like nine hours after I posted, someone wrote in. They said, you know, that's already in Excel. I'm like, what? And he <laughs> told me the whole thing. I'm like, this is incredible, right? Yeah, so filter by selection. Good. All right, that's good. All right. I got uh, you on that one. Yeah, yeah. And then number three, I go, all right. Now I'm, I'm, I'm losing here because everything is going to be new to me. Phil Handel does know one, two, three. Typically. You know, you put in January, grab the fill handle, February, March, April, May. Put in Monday, grab the fill handle, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Put in Q1, grab the fill handle, it does the quarters. But if you put in the number one and grab the fill handle, it's just going to give you one, 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 yep. all the way down. Right? And, you know, the classic thing, you put in the one and the two and select them both and then drag, right? That's the way that, that's the way I always did it. That's right. Um, but I was at Kent State University at an accounting conference. I, I never caught her name, blonde haired lady on the right hand side in row four. She raises her hand. She says, you know, if you hold down control and drag, it goes to two, three, four, five, six. And I tried it, right? Oh, my gosh. That, it's, it's, it, I hate to say it's life-changing. I yeah. hate to be that dramatic. But all of a sudden now you can make the one go to two, three, four, five, six just by holding down control. What a beautiful, beautiful trick. We are Excel nerds and we're proud of yeah. it. So that's, that's fine. <laughs> There's other tips as well, but one that stood out was number 39, 3D maps. Now, I haven't used that a lot, but just reading that is just mind-blowing, isn't it? The 3D maps, this is, this is gorgeous. I've done so many silly things with the 3D maps. Anytime I have data that has some sort of geographic component, uh, my wife and I have searched for a house using 3D maps. I've been on an airplane and tracked the flight of the aircraft that I'm on using 3D maps. The aircraft had Wi-Fi, of course. All right. Or just, you know, so my neighbor has a store and he's trying to figure out where to advertise and he has a list of all of his customers, right? I said, hey, just give me that list and here, I'll, I'll, I'll draw you a map, right? And we could fly through the map and, you know, see where his customers are coming and like, hey, don't spend money over there because you're not getting any customers from there. The people are coming from here. Yeah, just, Really, really good. And that, you know, that is free. If you have Excel 2013, you can download Power Map and it's just built into Excel 2016. What do you have to put in the longitude and No, well, yeah, longitude, la longitude and latitude work, but they use Bing to, for the process of geocoding. So if you have a postal code or zip code, if you have city state, uh, even if you have street address, which, you know, for the, the house search, we were down to the individual house level. 10 houses on a city block. Um, and so we had street address there. Now I had, it's funny, the 3D maps by default, each little column that they draw is one city block wide. But I found the setting that let me make the columns one-tenth, 10% of the normal width. And we could actually drive, just on my computer, drive up and down the street. We had a complete sales history of when the last house last sold, when the house was built, every sale that's happened. You know, it was just, it was just fascinating. And I'm thrilled to report that my wife, Mary Ellen, has finally found the perfect house and we are moving to Florida full-time here in about a month. It's funny, in the book, when I wrote the book, I was not moving to Florida. Uh, and it just happens, coincidentally, that the screenshot that I used in the book has a neighborhood and our new house is in the book. Oh, right? wow. Right? Yeah, I mean, that, this all 
happened here very quickly and coincidentally uh my new house is one of the one of the examples that i used in the book without even knowing it wow that's that's creepy that's creepy <laughs> there's something there with this book isn't there yeah all right and the last one speak sales now i used that about 10 years ago uh well i don't know it was 10 years ago but when i when i was working in the office and i was bored one day and i'll activate the speak sales so the actual sell will speak if you typed in a word it will speak yeah right i always talk about sometimes you just get data that you have to key the data in. There's no electronic version, right? And it, or, it, you know, whatever. We have to key the numbers. And now you're proofing the numbers. So you're looking at the screen, looking at the paper, looking at the screen, looking at the paper, looking at the screen. Uh, you know, I show them how to add those five commands to the quick access toolbar. You select the column of numbers and you can just have Excel read that to you. Now you keep your eye on the paper, right? You're not getting whiplash going back and forth, which may sort of be useful. It's always my last tip of the morning when I'm doing the live seminar. And then I say, but here is the really good thing. April Fool's Day, are you familiar with April yeah. 1st yeah. day for office pranks? I said, just wait till April Fool's Day and wait till your coworker goes to grab a cup of coffee and then add to their quick access toolbar this icon called Speak Cells on Enter, All right? And so I turn it on and then I said, and then the best part is hold down the Alt key and drag it off the quick access toolbar. So you've now turned on the feature. And it's not up there in the quick access toolbar, so they won't see it anymore, right? They come back from getting a cup of coffee. They sit down and start to type their spreadsheet. And I type income statement. And Microsoft Anna, the voice in Windows 7, you know, repeats back income statement, right? And the whole room, the whole room just erupts in laughter, right? It's just, it's a beautiful Beautiful way to uh, end the seminar on on a funny, funny note. Uh, sure. So that was my, my last, my 40th tip. Last tip of, the, of my section of the book. I love it. And you also got 40 keyboard shortcuts, and that was by user votes, right? So people had right. to put in the favorite keyboard shortcuts, and you put in the top 40 shortcuts ranked from one to number 40 based on the number of responses. You know, here, this is, you know, we're talking about you're always learning something new about Excel. Mm. Um, someone wrote in about control backspace which I had never used before and has now become part of my routine, control backspace. So let's say that the active cell is, let's just say, at A2, and now you've either used the scroll bars or you've used control shift down arrow, control shift right arrow, and you're at the bottom of the data. Somehow, you can't see the active cell anymore. If you press control backspace, it recenters the active cell back into view, which is something I had never heard of, right? Someone just sent this in as their vote of the, you know, their favorite keyboard shortcut. And I, I love it. In the process of writing this book, Olga, Olga from Russia, sending this trick. I'm like, that's incredible. So that was my number eight tip in the keyboard shortcut list. Always learning something. Always learning something. Always learning something. And you have Excel 30 anniversary tips by Sylvia Yuhas. And she's got 30 tips there. A bit of macro, some advanced tips. I like the one on dependent data validation and also unpivot with Power Query. So there's some cool tips there. All right. Now, the best thing, well, well, the best thing for me uh, is, is a whole book because you just got, you're just going to learn something new from it, aren't you? Um, and also Excel jokes. I've got my Excel jokes with Jordan Goldmeyer. I went through these and I'm just going to read three of them. Yeah, because that's the ones that I sure. really liked. All right. <laughs> yeah. Why are spreadsheets like prison? So many cells. <laughs> what do spreadsheet developers order at McDonald's? A big macro. <laughs> I like that. And where do the spreadsheets go to down their errors? 
to the Formula Bar. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then you've got Excel Theatre by Deborah Dalglish. One that really stood out, and because I was doing this when I was working in the corporate environment, it's a tweet that someone sent in. Wondering how long I can stare at this same Excel sheet before boss realizes I haven't done any work since lunch. <laughs> I'm sure everyone yes. goes through this on a Monday. Yes. And you've got a couple of Excel stories at the end and also a periodic table of Excel keyboard shortcuts. Yeah, that's from Mike Alexander. Mike had shown me this a few years ago. I think he printed a poster of it. And, uh, you know, we're printing in color, right? And all of a sudden I realized that that back, inside back cover, which I never bothered to print, is there and eligible to, to have a nice color uh, graphic. And so I talked to Mike. I said, hey, I'll... Let me license this from you. Let me let me put this on the back cover. And he's like, license it. Just just use it. Put my logo on it, you know? And yeah, so that uh great little set of keyboard shortcuts there at the end. It oh. just finishes it off, doesn't it? And uh yeah. wait, when is this going live? When can people get a hold of this fabulous book? Okay, so if your local Amazon.com or co.uk or wherever should have the book by September 1st. So you can certainly get the book there. Uh, if you can't wait, then if you come to MrExcel.com and go to the Excel store in the left-hand navigation over there, I have the book uh, right now available. We have both an ebook, so a PDF. It's easy to download. Download the PDF, or we can ship the book around the world. Boy, the post office has just made shipping really, really expensive anymore. Uh, so, you know, if, depending on where you are, the PDF might be the best way to go. All right, guys, so you can find the links to this book by visiting the show notes on myexcelonline.com slash podcast. All right, Bill, I know that you've used keyboard shortcuts throughout your Excel life. You probably have hundreds, but give us your number one, your favorite keyboard shortcut. All right, it is. To convert formulas to values, I can still do it with my eyes closed. Control C to copy, and then Alt E S V. The E being for edit, S being special, V for values. Press Enter. So Alt E S V Enter will pay special values. And of course, there's the cousins E S T to pay special formats, E S D V to pay special add values. So the, those are the ones that I use. All, all the time. Have you ever had to replace the letters E, S, and V from your from your keyboard from <laughs> no. using it too much? <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't matter. I, I know exactly where they are without looking. You can, you yeah, can white out those letters. It's uh, fine. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> all right, mate. What's your favorite Excel tip? My favorite Excel tip. So you have fifty thousand rows of data. You just entered a new formula in cell G two. Do not, do not drag the fill handle. Because it starts going faster and faster and faster. You'll never be able to stop. Instead, just go to the fill handle, double click. Excel looks to the left, figures out how many rows there are today, and copies it down to the last row. What's your favorite function and why? Uh, this is going to be controversial. I know it's going to be controversial. My favorite function is VLOOKUP. For me, VLOOKUP is the function that will save you from bad data. Bad data coming from the IT department. They forgot to give you, they gave you item number, they didn't give you item description because they're still living in the days when disk space was expensive, right? Yeah. Um, but VLOOKUP will solve that without having to go back to the IT department and beg. And the reason that it's controversial is because there's people, I don't want to call them Excel snobs, 
um, who now look down on VLOOKUP and say, look, index and match is so much better than VLOOKUP. We haven't used VLOOKUP in the last five or six years. They called Excel uh, MVPs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the whole index and match crowd, you know what? I understand your index and match is better than my VLOOKUP, but there's millions of people that understand my VLOOKUP and are confused by your index and match. So just let me keep doing VLOOKUP. That's my favorite function. And VLOOKUP is faster if you put true as your final argument rather than false. And you've got a tip there, don't you, in your book? I do, yeah. That came from Charles Williams. Um, Charles, boy, you know, Charles is my most respected Excel MVP. Charles has been around for a long time. Charles helped create the IBM PC. His code, there's still code that Charles Williams wrote in today's PCs back from when he worked at IBM. Here's a guy that knows everything about Excel speed. I have this funny story, which I don't have time for today in my live seminar, about a little war that erupted on Twitter about you know whether it's better to sort your data or not, the lookup table. And I had an example where I, I went from 40 seconds down to 30 seconds, down to five seconds, right? Using just better ways of sorting the, the table. And Charles Williams came along and looked at that and said, you know, here, try this. Right. And my 40 second method now runs 591 times faster. Right. It's less than a second. It's like 0.4 seconds to do the same 14,000 VLOOKUPs using actually two, two VLOOKUPs. So Charles is doing twice as many VLOOKUPs as I am, both sorted, both true. Uh, just an amazing thing. I wish I could do his British accent, uh, you know, because he, he tells it so well. So I, I borrowed the trick. And when I say borrowed, I mean stole. (laughs) And I showed in my Excel seminars, I put it in the Excel book. I always give Charles credit because he is the guy to go to if you have a problem at work, if you have a slow spreadsheet. And and I have a great client in California. Uh, Every person has 20 copies of the spreadsheet and there's 150 people and it was running slow. And in four hours, Charles analyzed that spreadsheet. He found the bottlenecks and he made it dramatically faster. And, you know, I, I think he charged my client maybe... 400 pounds, $600, right? And now all of a sudden we have 3,000 spreadsheets that are running in 75% faster than they were before. The client was just thrilled, right? Uh, Charles Charles is the foremost expert on spreadsheet speed and just what a, what a great guy. I had the pleasure of meeting Charles in Amsterdam for the European Excel Summit, and he is a great man, a wealth of knowledge. Yes, yes right, and just a great, great sense of humor. He, he has... This is a great story. He has a series of better functions in Excel, right? He's he's rewritten a lot of functions in Excel, and he he's there with Microsoft, and he's offering it to them. He says, "I'll give this to you for free." I said, "No, no, Charles. If you offer it to them for free, they won't do it. You have to try and sell it to them. Sell it to them for a billion dollars, and then they will be incented to go steal it, right? And put those great things into Excel. <laughs> you know, don't if you give it to them for free, they won't think it's worth it." If Microsoft would implement some of the, the speed enhancements that Charles has done, it would just be great for all of us. All right, buddy. Uh, what's one Excel add-in that you're always using? I'm not trying to sell anything here. This is just something I give away. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm so frustrated with pivot tables. And in Excel 2007, they introduced this new thing called Compact Layout, where they put all of the row fields in column A. Mm-hmm. Um, that That to me is hideous. No one should do that. You shouldn't have one column with 10 different kinds of data or even two different kinds of data. It's breaking all the rules. And they're so proud of it. They, they're so in love with it. They make that be the, the default, right? If you create a new pivot table, it's going to be in compact view. And then there's other things that annoy me. Like uh, I really wish 
that it would pick up the number format. If the original data was formatted as currency with two decimal places, then hey, the pivot table should be formatted as currency with two decimal places. So I wrote a, a tiny little add-in called Better Pivot, betterpivot.xlam. It just creates a pivot table that is in tabular form instead of compact form, and it brings along all of the numeric formats from the original data. Right, and so it was one of these things I was thinking of selling for for five dollars or something like that. I just ended up just giving it away, you know. So that's kind of my favorite little, and and it's just an annoyance. It's something that Microsoft should offer us a uh, checkbox somewhere that says, for your future pivot tables, what do you want to have be the default? I mean, that should be built in. That's right. Um, and where can people find this adding? Hey, let's uh, put a link to it in in the show notes. All right, fantastic. And also, Deborah Douglish has an adding called Pivot Power. And Pivot you, Power. Yeah, you yeah. choose your settings. You choose the way that you want your pivot table to look in a compact layout or tabular format. You can also do your your dollar with a comma and a couple of decimal. Yeah. I put Deborah's add-in in my book as one of my forty tips. Yeah, it's a great add-in, isn't it? Yeah, Deborah's add-in actually just runs circles around my tiny little add-in. That's why I was forced to give mine away for free because hers is doing, you know, hundreds of things and mine only does two things. And so I said, well, I can't even price this at $5 because Deborah's for hardly any money at all is already doing so many better things. So if the only thing that bugs you is, is compact layout, if you want to get rid of that, then download my free one. Uh, either way. <laughs> All right. Either way, you're going to save time. Apart from your blog, MrExcel.com, which has a plethora of resources, what's a great online resource for learning Excel? All right. So Minda Tracy, Minda Tracy, who is uh, a newer Excel MVP uh, from Australia, has come along with her dashboard course. And she yeah. has a great newsletter that you can sign up for. Every week, she'll send you out some new Excel tips. I was always about making the numbers right and never about making anything look good. Minda is, is just has these amazing tricks that create these beautiful looking dashboards and charts that don't look like they came out of Excel. Uh, so I'm a, a big fan of Minda and her weekly newsletter. Uh, lots of great tips there. And she has her dashboard course, which is open four times a year. And it's actually closing as we're speaking. Tonight, 6th of August at 8 p.m. Pacific time. The listeners will probably won't have a chance to get into this course, but in three months' time, it'll be open again. So it's open four times a year. And I'll put a link there so you guys can go and have a look at the Excel dashboard course and also sign up for her weekly newsletter. All right, Bill, you've authored 40 books. That's a lot of books, mate. If you could recommend one Excel book for our listeners within those 40 books, what would it be? Great question. All right. So the new book that just came out, Mr. Excel Excel, is a hugely fun book. It has 40 great tips. It has the cocktails. It has the jokes. It has the tweets. It's in full color. It's a lot of fun. But I'm going to go off of that and talk about a book called Power Excel with Mr. Excel. This is the book that I actually use in my seminars. Uh, The seminar handout is actually bound into the back of the book. Uh, 567 Excel Mysteries Solved. Uh, This book started out, the first edition had 277 ideas. And then it grew to 377, 527, 567. So I wrote half of this book. And then the people on the road wrote the other half of the book. It is a deep dive. There are solutions there to almost every problem. Every question that I get asked in the Excel seminars is answered in that book. So it just has a very 
deep, deep knowledge base of tips that I've come up with and tips that I've gotten on the road. It takes you through pivot tables, a VLOOKUP, automatic subtitles, data consolidate. It doesn't do any VBA. There's no VBA in that book. It's just straight Excel user interface. But that's that's my favorite book. That's the book that that really just answers most Excel problems that I run into. Amazing. And also one book that's not yours, which inspired you when you were starting in Excel. Well, you know, I think like everybody, it was Jaywalk, right? Mm-hmm. I would I would always go out and buy John Walkenbach's Power Programming with Excel. That's how I learned VBA. When I wrote my VBA book, I tried to make it easier. I tried to make it be the beginner book before Jaywalk's book. But, you know, you have to give a tip of the hat to John. He sold more books than all of us combined, I think, <laughs> uh, for so, so long. Now, I haven't bought any of John's books in a while because I guess I'm writing the competing book. If I could talk about a more recent book, there's a fellow named Mike Gervin who also has videos out on YouTube, the Excel is Fun channel. Yep. And Mike has written a book that cannot leave my desk, and it's called Control-Shift-Enter. It is in a book about Excel array formulas, how to do things in Excel that most people think are impossible. Um, I love that book. I cannot internalize the things in that book. That's why it has to stay on my desk. If I need to come up with a formula that's going to extract a filtered list and sort it, I know it's in that book, right? I mean, I, it's in that book and I can pull that example out and follow his logic and build that into my spreadsheet. Uh, just an amazing collection of, of resources uh, and formulas, just mind-blowing formulas in a small 350-page book. I've got to get Mike on this show and talk about that book and his YouTube channel because he is just remarkable with the stuff that he brings out. You've got Mr. Excel, who's number one, and the deputy is Mike Urban, yeah? <laughs> well, he has more videos than I do now. I, <laughs> I have a hilarious story. I, was, I got a call from a, a client out in California who wanted me to The guy made trail mix, right? Fruit and nut stuff, right? And he says, yeah, you know, that funny Excel guy on YouTube. And I said, no, that's me. I'm the funny Excel guy (laughs) on YouTube. He said, no, no, he's funnier than you, (laughs) right? And I hadn't heard of Mike's videos yet. I said, funnier than me? Who can it be? What are you you talking? So I went out and found him, you know, and I'll be darned, he is funnier than me. Yeah, yeah. He's a good man. Mike and I are good friends. We we do the dueling Excel podcast, which are really, really popular. You know, we'll have one problem. We each try and solve it in different ways. And when we get into a rhythm where we go back and forth like six or seven or eight times, people love that, right? That's a, just showing all these different ways to solve the same problem in Excel. Mate, you can learn Excel from YouTube. And if you sign up to your channel and Mike's, you've got pretty much everything covered there. So great resources there. All right, guys, you can find the links to this book and everything we've been chatting about today, including tutorials on Bill's favorite shortcuts and tips by visiting myexcelonline.com slash podcast. All right, Bill, we've come to the end of the show and I've got a weird Excel scenario for you. Let's say that I'm a Excel beginner or intermediate user and I want to learn the most important features because I've got a, a job interview coming up in a week's time. Now, with all the Excel knowledge that you know today and the online and offline resources available, what will be the quickest way for me to start learning Excel? It's free. It's a resource. It's free. There was a book a few years ago. It was actually another book that I did in color along with Tom Ertis and Kevin Jones and Tyler Nash called Don't 
fear the spreadsheet. And, and this book is a 200-page book. I don't want you to take that time to go through those 200 pages. There's three case studies. The case studies lay out a problem and walk you through step-by-step how to solve that problem. The first case study is just formatting in Excel. The second case study will get you doing formulas. The third case study will get you doing pivot tables. And out on issue, issu.com is a free PDF with just those three case studies. So you go out there. It's the greatest Excel job interview preparation tool there, there is. Absolutely free. In three hours, you'll be able to walk in there and talk the talk and walk the walk. And the hiring manager will think you've been using Excel forever. Even if you haven't, and you'll get that pay rise, yeah? That's right. That's right. Wow. Uh, you know, yeah, there's so many jobs that require Excel skills. If you go in there and know those terms, pivot tables, VLOOKUP, and, and the whole bit, you will just, you will blow them away and get that job. I should actually do a course preparing for a job interview. How do you use you Excel? Should you should write a book. Yes, that's what I want to do. My final and thing I, is to write a book if you can um, get me on your team. Yes, absolutely. You're, you're signed on. You write the book, I'll publish it. All right. You're in. Sounds good. I've always wanted to write a book. And I've got the YouTube channel. I've got my course. I've got my blog. I've got the podcast. The next thing on the list is a book. And there you go. There you go. All right. Good stuff. Okay. What will be the best Excel feature that I should focus on if I had to go on this job interview? Yeah. So if you, uh, if you can learn pivot tables, that will allow you to wow them, right? Because they will be able to take their their horrible, ugly data and create summary reports in six clicks. Uh, so pivot tables, I think, is the feature. You could learn it quickly, drag some fields to a report, and just and knock their socks off with, with an amazing summary report. Awesome, buddy. Appreciate that. Bill, thank you very much for coming on the show, mate. Yeah, I appreciate it. You, I've looked up to you for many years. And look, I'm here today interviewing you. I never thought it'd be possible, but you're just a down-to-earth guy with so much Excel knowledge. And um, you've helped so many people along the way and you, and you keep on helping them. So i got to thank you for that, mate. Good luck on the launch of your new book. I hope you bring on many books down the years and inspire more people to get better Excel and get better at the jobs and increase the the salary and promotions and, you know, have a better life. So that's it. You're the that's man, it, John, buddy. John, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for, uh, for doing this and uh, for running your podcast. Uh, this is fascinating. Thank you very much, Bill. And mate, I'm going to have you back on the show, hopefully one more time to talk about another book of yours or anything else regarding Excel down the track. So um, if you're available. Absolutely. Always available. I'd love to be back. All right, buddy. Thank you very much and speak soon. Thanks, John. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the My Excel Online podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share this with your colleagues so they can reach their full Excel potential. You can also visit myexcelonline.com slash podcast for show notes as well as John's online Excel courses and free tutorials to help you stand out from the crowd. Until next time, keep excelling.